Welcome to the Planet Storytime podcast, where we use the power of our imaginations to create the pictures in our minds for some of the best stories ever told. I'm your host, Thomas Mitchell. Today is our special winter holiday episode. Many of you may be celebrating a holiday of some sort this time of year. No matter what holiday you might be celebrating, here's a story that might remind you of the spirit of the season, called The Bear, the Light, and the Sacred Night by T.M. Ganim. And it shows us how coming together as one just might help us do miraculous things. Now, if you can, take a deep breath in and hold it. And let it out. Now, we're ready for today's story. Remember to see the pictures in your head as you listen to the story. I hope you enjoy it. The Bear, the Light, and the Sacred Night by T.M. Ganim. Could it ever be that a story was true without it ever happening? You may need to be the judge, because no one has an answer compelling enough for there to be any agreement just yet. In other words, no one really knows for sure the answer to this question or to whether or not the story I'm about to tell you ever really happened, because it would seem not. Though we might wonder... You see, there is something about this story that rings with such familiarity that it would seem true, even though it would hardly seem possible. You see, the story goes that once early in the world, when there was only one community of humans, the sun stayed on the other side of the earth most of the year, which left most of the days dark all the way through. Now, thankfully, there was a ball of light that glowed in the center of the village. It brought warmth and visibility to the cold night air, which was otherwise black as jet and so thin as to creep into your bones and hold its chill. Without the light, the cold was a horror that could not be survived. The light was an orb of a white and yellow glow about the size of a butterball turkey, with flares pushing out of it like a baby softly punching with its arms and legs. It hung at eye level in the direct center of the village. While small, its warmth permeated the wee enclave of humans amidst the surrounding world and gleamed off the adjacent mountainside. The light held its shine without fail, and the humans were able to go about their business, offered such security that they had the luxury of forgetting about the light keeping them alive. Once a year, in the coldest of the cold, the people would come together to warm themselves directly by the light for a long bask to soak their bones in its radiant thaw. They called it their sacred night, as they honored that which sustained them and that for which they were so truly grateful. One such sacred night, the people of the world's lone village gathered on the coldest day and formed a perfect circle around the ever-glowing light. They sang songs and spoke of their gratitude for the chance to live and share with each other this marvelous thing called life. Their faces glowed with the reflection of this constant shine, 
and there was love and joy in their eyes. Back then, each person was of a different color and shade in skin, hair, and eyes, and all lived together as one people. Such uniqueness was seen as oneness, and was celebrated and respected, and the only mention of their differences was to express admiration. Everyone lived to support one another, and the best interest of the village in the way of supporting oneself. Good thing, too, as without such bonding, the small tribe of humans could not have survived. The world was simply too dark, cold, and wild to survive without the support of each and every one. And the light that shone in the center of their village was exacted with every expression of care, concern, and love one gave to another. Now, on this extraordinary night, as the sacred night festivities were in full swing, with dancing laughter and song, unbeknownst to the revelers, there was a coming change. Near the top of the mountain lived an enormous bear, magnificent in stature and a consumptive force of nature. It was of a rich mahogany color, with eyes and nose so black they disappeared into the night and its fur was a massive blanket of heavy matted pelt. Its sonorous breath was layered in graveled hums that bounced into growls with every loping stride of its grand legs, and its broad paws crunched the snow. The bear had retired to its den for the winter and wasn't long into its hibernation when the bear started to lift out of its deep sleep for the terrible chill. The cold was so ghastly, even the bear in its extraordinary overcoat couldn't sleep through the draft. Needless to say, the bear woke up on the wrong side of its den and was quite grumpy to say the least. The bear thought to itself in bear tongue, and its instinct compelled it down the mountainside toward the warmest object on the earth, the spectacular light taking center stage among the humans on their sacred night. The bear loped into the village quietly intent on the light and unconcerned with the humans. As it approached the outside of the sacred circle, the people sensed the bear's presence and made quick room for its passage. As the circle broke, the bear entered without interrupting stride and scooped the light up with its massive paw, leaving its claws widely splayed so as to take no chance of piercing it. After gracefully collecting the light in its right paw, the bear folded the orbed illumination inside its fur along the left side of its chest front and began to retreat to the mountainside, but not before giving a stern, hard stare at each and every human upon its exit. Though the bear left the longest and most menacing stare for a trio of young ones known as Vibi, Zibi, and Mibi, who huddled together in a frozen fright. No one knew why the bear saved such a powerfully reproving stare for these three little ones. 
Zebe and Zebe were not even half grown, and Mebe was no more than a quarter grown. They were good friends and spent most of their time together in their happy pack of three. While the small group of people in the world were already quite pure, this little trio was seen as a perfect example of innocence. Why would the bear make a special point of freezing these wee three with its eyes? It was as if the bear knew something. This, of course, made their parents and the rest of the elders quite uneasy, not to mention that their life-sustaining light had been wrested away by a force against which they were no match. Back in these times, humans didn't know anything of violence, and a thought of hurting another had never entered their minds. Even their numbers gave them scarce advantage as they worked in the way of protecting every single one in the village and would leave no one subject to harm. The elders concluded that they must take the entire night to consider their plan to retrieve the light, followed by some brain-restoring sleep, which would hopefully allow them superior clarity come morning. They knew they could take little more than this night, however, as without the warmth of the light, they could not survive long. So the humans of the earth huddled closely together with their backs against the brutal cold of the cold black night and volleyed ideas back and forth and every which way until their brains grew sore for trying so hard and still resulting in no clear course of action. They hoped that sleep would do the trick, as indeed the reservoir of slumber contains an understanding of the world not evident in our wakefulness. Though sleep was hard to come by for the cold and their worry, as it eventually does, sleep finally won out, and the human's dear minds entered the sublime pool of formless awareness we call dreams. There, deep in their collective slumber, each and every human wore the same dream, which carried the warmth of the familiar trio of Vibi, Zibi, and Mibi, climbing up the mountain to the bear's den. However, the dream was incomplete. It offered only their long trek up the mountain, with an implied understanding that they were heading to the bear's den to rescue the light. But the dream went only as far as this. Were they able to rescue the light? Did they survive? The people awoke to discuss their interpretations of the dream they all shared. Vibi, Zibi, and Mibi sat together looking at each other, quite overwhelmed. It would seem that, plan or not, they had no better idea than to honor the dream and let unfold what will. The elders and the people agreed, and Vibi, Zibi, and Mibi accepted they had no choice. It was also agreed on that the children must go alone, as only the wee three were in the dream. The parents and elders circled the three, looking down upon their frightened innocence and able to offer only forced reassurance with their eyes. The eldest elder affirmed what their people always say. Remember, the light is us. There was a wordless nod, 
and the children began the brief flat trek before bracing for the ascent up the mountain. They wore their warmest and wooliest coats, hats, scarves, and gloves, and featured snowshoes that doubled as skis with a simple adjustment. They marched into the black evernight and thought not of anything but what they had to do to reclaim the light for their people and somehow convince the bear to allow them to do as much. They marched with steady crunches in the hard snow and quickly came upon the bear's tracks leading up to its den. They had gone as far as their dream had taken them when the trio could hear the bears snoring as they approached the mouth of the den. This gave them some relief. They would rather deal with a sleeping bear than one wide awake, and it gave them time to consider their approach. Vibi took the lead and made a proposal. I think Mibi, being the youngest, should wait a little bit down the mountain to keep an eye out and be quick to get help. Mibi didn't like this idea. I want to be in there with you. You might need me. Vibi responded, That's right, of course we need you, and we need you to be our lookout. They both looked over at Zibi, who was so overwhelmed with the moment, could only simply nod and give a head shake asserting nothing. Vibi chimed in again. Remember what our elders say, the light is us. And the three wee ones spoke together in perfect unison. The light is us. And Mibi quickly flipped the snowshoes into skis and hit the downslope gracefully, stopping about midway down. Vibi and Zibi looked at each other for a moment to lock in their commitment to each other and to the task at hand and proceeded into the den. There the enormous bear with a booming snore lay sleeping on its side with its gigantic front leg hugging the brilliant orb into its belly providing quite the thaw for the frigid beast. Vibi and Zibi were warming up rapidly themselves, bundled up as they were, taking on the heat of the bear's lair. They looked at each other with wide eyes and both knew to step back outside the den to take stock of their situation. I'm not seeing this happening, admitted Zibi, who at last sounded confident. We have no choice, Vibi asserted and proceeded to offer a scheme. Zibi, methinks this bear is sleeping so soundly, and with this being our best angle, if you could only tickle its muzzle, it wouldn't awaken but would have to adjust for the irritation. The plan went that the bear's adjustment would hopefully lighten its clasp of the burning globe, and Vibi would snatch the light, and the two would ski to Mibi, who would call out to their family of humans all sort, who stood at the ready to receive them. Zibi had no great feeling for the plan, but had none other to offer, and as Vibi was usually right, they both agreed to move ahead. They flipped their snowshoes to skis to ready themselves for a quick escape, regardless of the outcome. 
Zebi took the ski pole and began to extend it toward the bear's massive face and tapped the tip of its moist snout to which the bear grunted motionlessly. Give it another try, Zebi coached gently. Zebi extended the pole again with a bit of a harder tap and a grunt again, this time with a twitch of the bear's back leg. Getting closer, Vibi encouraged. A bit more of a pop this time. The two attempted several more variations quite diligently, but to only the meagerest of leg twitches. Meanwhile, Mibi was sitting part down the mountain with no clue what was happening, and getting quite restless, decided to begin ascending the slope, continuing forth until approaching the entrance of the den. There, Mibi watched as Vibi and Zibi toiled with harsher agitations to no avail in stirring the enormous bear to release the orb. The sight was so extraordinary to behold, Mibi didn't realize that a sneeze was building. Perhaps it was the cold. Perhaps it was the bear fur. Perhaps it was the embarrassment of getting caught betraying the plan as Vibi and Zibi's jaws dropped when they turned round to see Mibi standing there. Whatever it was, the exceptionally powerful Achoo. with a whistle to boot was the alarm that jolted the bear awake. The bear made motion but was disoriented and the ball of light rolled away from the bear as it struggled to find all fours and Vibi made a beeline for the orb and lifted the light right off the ground and tossed it to Zibi and began the furious descent looking back at Vibi who was plying legs to the slope to gain separation from the now rambling bear. Mibi swooped alongside Zibi to take a turn with the hot torch, who handed it over gratefully. Vibi gained high speed down the slope with the bear loping just behind, aided by the extra sliding with each stride. Sparing their hands from the steaming glow, Mibi hurled the light to Vibi, sweeping by as all three continued volleying exchanges to each other, confusing the bear who was aggressively trained on their collective tails. As they approached the bottom of the mountain, they called out to the people below who were straining to understand what they were seeing, the light traipsing back and forth in its descent down the mountainside with the air too black to discern anything else. The people planned to stay together as one in hopes that their solidarity would stockpile a vibrational power that would match the bears, bringing equity and hope for peaceful detente. The we three skied powerfully into the circle of their human tribe in command of the light, edged their skis to a dramatic halt, and for the first time, faced the bear with straight backs, ready to stand off with the beast, empowered by the support of their fellow humans. The light regained its hover in the center of the circle as the bear stopped just feet away, for the first time giving its motivations a second thought. In this quiet second, as all the people, the we three and the bear, stared at each other, It was so still that they could hear the snow land around them, and they felt a oneness. 
Vibi, Zibi, and Mibi looked into the bear's eyes and saw a need in them. For truly, the bear needed the light as much as they did. They continued to stare deeply into the bear's eyes as if to say, The light is us. And together, the wee three reached into the brilliant light and, braving the burn, pulled out two handfuls apiece of the scintillating glow and tossed them to the towering beast who absorbed them as they congealed into one orb into the bear's furry chest, satisfied that this was enough light to withstand the winter sleep. The bear gave a grunt. Some say more of a thank you than an I guess this'll do, and loped off back up the mountain to sleep off this quite extended inconvenience. The people looked at each other with bright warm eyes, waiting until the bear was well away before they erupted in laughter and delight, celebrating the heroism of the wee three as the light still shining gloriously with plenty to spare, kept the entire dark side of the earth warm, making this sacred night one for the ages. The End I hope you enjoyed The Bear, The Light, and The Sacred Night as much as I enjoyed reading it to you. It just goes to show how using the light inside us can help us stand up to things we might otherwise run away from. I'm so glad you could join us today for our winter holiday special. And great thanks, as always, to our dear friend Paxton Stanley for his amazing music. Here at Planet Storytime, we'd like to wish you a very happy holiday season. Until next time, remember to keep using your imagination and see just how powerful your mind truly is. Goodbye for now. If you enjoy the Planet Storytime podcast and would like to support the show, please click the subscribe button on your podcast player and tell your friends about us. You can also support us with contributions on our Patreon page. Simply go to patreon.com and search for the Planet Storytime podcast. You can also reach out to us with suggestions requests, and questions by email at planet.storytime at gmail.com. Goodbye for now.